0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, Dead City. It is June 13th, and that means that I can talk about the show, and I can talk about the six episodes that I was able to screen. Um, you might have seen my review over at What to Watch, and uh, that is something that um, kind of gives a, a non-spoilery preview of what's to come. And I'm not going to get into any spoilers here, obviously, either, but I just wanted to kind of have a medium where I can discuss it and you know really get into the nuance of my my thoughts about the show. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. Um just to remind you, the show is going to premiere on Sunday, June 18th at 9 o'clock on AMC. And it'll also be available on AMC Plus uh the the show is going to premiere the first two episodes tonight at the Tribeca Film Festival and that's when you're going to see an explosion of reviews across the internet so this will just be one of many reviews but if you know me if you've been following my work for the past several years you know that I've been following the show very closely and and have covered the show extensively covered the spin-offs I've been to set um I've met the casts and so my perspective is, you know, it's it's based partly on experience and experience covering the show. And it's also based on the fact that I am a fan of the show. And, um, you know, you might say, okay, well, if you're a fan of the show, then you're biased. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's true to some extent, but I'm honest. And if you, again, if you've been following me, you know that I'm always honest. And I'm going to tell you what I think and not what I think I want you to, you know, what I what I think you want to hear, or what I think you should hear. Rather, you're going to hear exactly what I think. And it's not inflated. It's not, you know, based on anything, nothing's influencing me or, or, um, you know, I'm not motivated to say something, you know, outlandish or, you know, spectacular just to get clicks or anything like that. It's honesty. That's all it is. And, you know, that's, that's the way I roll and that's the way that I live my life. And so what you hear me say here is exactly what I would say to the cast. It's exactly what I would say to a fellow fan. And so, yeah, this is my honest opinion. Now spinning out of the show, you know, it, obviously this is uh, one of the three spinoffs that we're anticipating in the next few months. Um, there was the uh, you know, before they received titles, it was always the Maggie and Negan show. It was the Daryl Dixon show, and it was the Rick and Michonne show. And uh, eventually, The Walking Dead: uh, Dead City was was given to um, to this first spinoff. And I just want to kind of go over what it's about. I'm going to read the uh, the description, so we're all on the same page. The Walking Dead: Dead City follows the popular Maggie, played by Lauren Cohan, and Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, characters traveling into a post-apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland. The crumbling city is filled with the dead and denizens who have made New York City their own world full of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror. And we'll have some new people, new faces in the series, as in uh, Gaius Charles and Zelko Ivonik. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, Hopefully I am. He plays the Croat, very uh, terrifying villain. One of the things that, uh, you know, I really want to concentrate on this idea of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror. There's something really refreshing about this series before, but, you know, honestly, as soon as they announced the show, I was excited because I'm always excited about new, you know, new entries into the walking dead universe. But what really struck me was the opportunity that we will have as fans to explore a different landscape. Now, I don't know about you, but I've spent quite enough time roaming around in the wilderness, be it the woods of the East Coast and you know all of the areas uh, from Georgia up to Virginia and and uh, even up into New York. Um, I'm I'm very content with how much I've seen of the Texas landscape. Um, you know, one of the things, and I've talked about this before, one of the things I was really excited about initially with Fear the Walking Dead was that it was set in Los Angeles. And I wanted to see what the apocalypse was like in Los Angeles. So I was very disappointed when at the end of the first season, they firebombed LA because, you know, the military thought that was the best way to handle this outbreak of the undead. Well, come to find out, over the years. This is what the military did with all of the major cities across the nation and probably all over the world. Um, that was kind of the best thought as to how to handle these these outbreaks. It did nothing. It actually made things worse. Um, and so New York City really had the same fate. And one of the things we learn in the show is that New York City actually had the, it was like the epicenter of everything. And I'm sure we're going to learn more about that as time goes on, but, you know, kind of in this, this new walking dead that we're in, where we have evolved zombies and we have more complicated stories as civilization starts to build back, but we have, you know, new threats. I think it's interesting that New York is, is considered the, the epicenter. I don't know what that means. Um, but I do know that there are moments and uh, they talked about this at WonderCon. Eli Journey, who is the uh, the, the showrunner, he talked about there's a there's a scene at uh, Delmonico, which is a famous restaurant in New York. And when you look inside, it's it's actually in the pilot episode, and they showed footage of this at WonderCon. Maggie and Negan are stuck in front of this building. And you look inside, and you see all of these, these walkers, and they're dressed in all of their finery because they had been at the restaurant when they died which begs the question what were they doing there didn't they know there was an outbreak was the you know the was the attack or the firebombing of New York and you know all of this was it a surprise did they go there for one last fling before they died you know there's a lot of story to be found in just the landscape itself and that's what really fascinates me about this show first and foremost The set design and the effects are brilliant. It is no small feat to bring the apocalypse to Manhattan. There's a lot of work that has to be done. I can only imagine, you know, how much effort it took to dress the sets, whether they were shooting on location or they were on sets. Um, There's just, it's a completely different landscape from what we're used to seeing. You know, even when... um, when the walking dead was at the sanctuary or the prison or, um, you know, any of these large, you know, Alexandria to some extent, um, you know, there's a lot of work that that goes into bringing things into, um, you know, into the apocalypse and to create New York city as the apocalypse, you know, the apocalyptic New York city, it's not easy to do. And, um, they did an, an amazing job. Now, because they were in New York City, all of a sudden the game changes and all of the rules that we used to have kind of go out the window because it's a different landscape. It's a different kind of life. And you'll see a lot of that, a lot of those elements, you know, how people get around, how they, um, how they cultivate food. You know, where do you get food if the city is this, you know, wasteland, um, you know, how do you deal with all of the dead? You know, Manhattan's an island and all of the uh routes in and out have their own types of danger. So, you know, it's it's a completely different landscape. And what I love is that it's something that we really didn't get to see a lot of. You know, yeah, we did travel back into Atlanta from time to time on the main series. Um, you know, we've seen glimpses of cities before, tales of the walking dead. We've we've seen a little bit, you know, but but this is our first time in a big city and it's just, you know, there's, there's scenes in the trailer, um, that you see a lot more of in the, in the show itself, but, you know, walkers falling off buildings and, you know, the dangers that you have, um, you know, with walkers lurking around corners. I mean, this isn't a small town. This is a a major metropolitan area. And, um, Yeah. It's, it's every bit as harrowing as you might imagine. And, you know, the way I would kind of describe it is imagine if Rick Grimes had to spend the majority of the show or at least the first season in Atlanta, you know, it's, it's that kind of terror because, you know, there's a lot more, there, there are a lot more threats that present themselves in the city just because it's the city and not the country. So it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing. And I think what you'll see very early on is that this show has a very different vibe than any other show in The Walking Dead universe. And for that reason, I would actually say, I will go out and I will put this out into the universe, that this could be one of the best spinoffs. See, even I I have to hedge it a little bit, Um, but this could be at the top of the spinoff list so far. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, what's coming. I'm talking about like right now, like it is, it is one of the, um, the more intriguing shows and it's, it's partly because it's with characters that we know, but it's also because of all of the uncertainties. And, you know, when I say uncertainties, you know, I'm, I'm talking also that this is now post the walking dead comic books. And I think that's one of the things I love the most. One of the things that I've always enjoyed about *Fear the Walking Dead*, *Walking Dead* World Beyond, *Tales of the Walking Dead*, and you know, and shows like that, I love the fact that there is no roadmap. This is all uncharted territory. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what's supposed to happen. Um, you know, I've I've said before. For me, as a fan of the show, I wanted to have a pure experience, so I didn't read the comic books until much later. And everything that had happened happened on the show. And then I I read about it in the comics. Um, You know, for some people, they only knew the comics and then they, or they knew the comics and then watched the show. So they had expectations of what was going to happen. With this show, we're based entirely on what Eli Journay and the writers all wanted to do. And thankfully, we have this really great team of writers. And a showrunner who is very familiar with the Walking Dead universe because he's been a part of it for several years and he understands it. And you can see that level of understanding with how he brings Maggie and Negan to life in this series. There were a lot of people, myself included, who were kind of nervous about the idea that you know, Maggie and Negan's story kind of was over at the end of The Walking Dead. We didn't need to rehash all of those old emotions. But it turns out that when you have a good story, you can make it happen, and I am as committed to their stories now as I was before, maybe even more so, honestly. I I can honestly say that I think I am more into their characters now because of all of the complex history that they have and how that complex history manifests itself throughout this journey. Now, kind of put into uh loose standards without having to you know reveal anything you know maggie's on this journey because her son herschel's been kidnapped and the only person who can help her is negan negan of course is responsible for the death of her husband very horrific death and they have a lot of history needless to say he's you know he's been in her life whether she likes it or not and she doesn't like it incidentally she does not like it um but he has proven that he cares enough about kids. I, I, I have to hedge that a little bit. I mean, he does, you know, obviously there's the moment with uh, with Carl. He was going to cut Carl's hand off, probably, maybe. That's what he looked like he was going to do. Um, you know, he's done some questionable things over the years. But what this show does is it paints him in a different light. He's no less the villain that he was before. Um but we get a much better understanding of who he is, why he exists, why, you know, the, the character that he created for, to be the ruler of the sanctuary, why that exists. Um, a really great way to think of it is that it's kind of like watching Maleficent, if you've watched Maleficent. I haven't watched Cruella de Vil, some kind of anti-puppy killing, you know, of all the Disney movies. That one kind of bugs me. But uh, it's kind of how you would make a movie about a Disney villain and walk away from it kind of thinking differently about the character. For a lot of Walking Dead fans, they already moved past Negan's villainy stage. Uh, For a lot of other fans, they haven't. They will never forgive what he did. And both parties have a full right to their opinions. What this show does is it just paints another side of the story that we really didn't get a chance to see. And because it's only six episodes, it moves really quickly. So it's not like we're dwelling on all of these things. They're painted very well. Um, We get to see, you know, some really amazing sides of Maggie's personality that we didn't get to see before. And we also get to see a lot of Negan's personality come out. And, you know, some of the old Negan gets to come out and some of the new Negan gets to play also. And when you watch them play together, it's a really interesting thing um i can't say enough about the performances in the show lauren cohan is amazing um there's nothing that woman can't do and jeffrey dean morgan is having a hell of a time with this character he plays it so well he plays negan so well and you know you love him you love to hate him you love him as an actor you love his character because you love to hate him or you hate to love him well, you know whatever the case may be They play these characters so well, and it's so much fun to see them in a different sandbox. They're in a different environment. They're out of their element. None of their friends are around. And all they can do is count on each other to survive without, you know, actually relying on each other because they don't trust each other. And it's so much fun to see how that plays out. There's also a really great supporting cast, and I, like I said, I, I love uh, Gaius Charles. He plays one of the, um, you know, there's this this group of sheriffs, the Babylon sheriffs, and you know, there's this whole society that's sprung up, and that's it, it's so interesting to see because we're used to the Commonwealth, where we'll, we're used to Virginia, we're used to um, you know Alexandria, all of these places. We're not used to this and this is a very complex world that has sprung up and we don't you know, there's there's things that we know, there's things we don't know, there's a lot of room to explore in the future, and again, they set up this beautiful sandbox for these characters to play in. And Gaius Charles character is someone who is on a mission. He finds himself kind of sidetracked because of things that happen. And, you know, all of a sudden he's, he's putting into a situation where, you know, things are changing on his level too. And he has to kind of think, you know, okay, what is it that I need to do? Because the rules have changed a little bit. And that makes it really fascinating in my mind. I, I, I like being able to see that, that evolution of, of ethics, if you will, you know, how do you survive when what you thought you were doing isn't necessarily what you should be doing or or vice versa if you find out that it's even more necessary to do what you were doing because of circumstances so there's a lot to break down there the character of the croat is deliciously wicked he is a villain through and through he has charisma he has a lot of that Negan charisma a little bit of the governor um, you know he's smooth he's suave he's sophisticated and he is bad shit crazy. And, um, you know, some people, I I will tell you this as a, you know, as, you know, so I can kind of present my objective, my objective take on it is that some people are going to find him too over the top and other people are going to love him. Here's how I kind of look at that. And this is, you know, this is a, a, something that I like to keep in mind when I watch the show. This is a fictional show about, a zombie apocalypse, and it's based on a comic book, and it's supposed to be over the top. And so, a lot of the things that you see, you know, while they are rooted in reality, they also have a lot of fantasy attached to them. When it comes to villains, I like to have villains who are multi dimensional and there are reasons that you could like the Croat, and there are reasons that you will absolutely despise him. And when you can find that sweet spot as a villain, it makes for a really interesting thing. I mean, obviously it's fun when you have a villain um, that you could just hate across the board. You know, that makes it easy, right? You can just hate him no matter what. You don't have to, you don't have like alpha. There's no redeeming quality to alpha. Alpha is a horrible, horrible person. And she always was a horrible person. Like, you know, you can just look at it and you're like, yeah, Alpha, bad person. Um, You can think of villains in in any other genre. And, And sometimes they have redeeming qualities and sometimes they're just awful. So what I would say to that is that the Croat is a very good blend of I'm not going to say redemptive qualities, he doesn't have any of those, but he is someone that you don't mind watching. And you can see where he could probably charm someone. And he can also scare the pants off of you. So, the Croat is a very welcome addition to the pantheon of Walking Dead villains, in my opinion. And I think he's, you know, he's fun to watch. And that's, that's what, at the end of the day, That's what I look for when I'm looking at, um, you know, at these shows. If I'm in, if, if I have been entertained, then that is the first thing and the most important thing when it comes to how I measure a show, we can get into, you know, all of the nitpicking things, you know, is the pay, how is the pacing? How is the dialogue? How is the, you know, honestly, it all works and that's good enough for me. I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying any of those things. I'm just saying that, you know, it's really hard in an, in an environment like the walking dead universe and, and the fandom, you know, specifically, it's really hard to find a perfect, perfect balance. And, you know, even with the main show, it's been a while since we've seen that kind of perfection that we used to see like back in season one, season two. Um, so, I think it is very successful on all of those fronts. I think that the writing is, there's, you know, the writing's great. The cinematography is beautiful. The sets are beautiful. The production design, beautiful. The the walkers are fantastic as usual. And it's fun seeing some new types of walkers. Again, the effects are are fantastic. The, uh, you know, the acting is top-notch. They did a great job with casting, and I am I would love to find out um, sooner rather than later, obviously. I would love to find out that this show will have more than one season. There have been rumors to that effect, but there has been nothing confirmed as of, uh, as of this, this podcast uh, production date, so I can't say one way or the other, but it would be great to keep this story going. And I think that Lauren Cohan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are having a fun time and I could see them wanting to continue their stories, you know, be it together or separately or, you know, whatever the case may be. So all in all, I will tell you that I think The Walking Dead Dead City is absolutely worth a watch. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think uh, at the end, if you're like me, you might be bummed out that it's only six episodes. But at the same time, I appreciate how tight the episodes were. And I like that the story, you know, gets told in a, in a very, you know, kind of condensed fashion. Um, so there is, there is that. And so that's why I would love to see more. I'd love to see more seasons and, uh, I'd love to see this whole team come back together. So if any of the, uh, if anyone... Who worked on the show is listening to this podcast. I would love to just tell you that as uh, as a fan and as a journalist who's covered the show for years and years, you knocked it out of the park. It's absolutely brilliant, and this is—I haven't been this excited about the Walking Dead universe in a long time. So thank you, and uh, to the rest of the fans, you know, and, and so many of you that I've I've interacted with over the years, and and. You know, we've we've talked about things that we like, things that we don't like. I think this show is going to hit all of the spots for people who like The Walking Dead and want the universe to continue. They will love to see what this show is all about. So, and for anybody who thinks that I'm being paid by AMC to say this, well, I would love that. Honestly, AMC wanted to cut me a check for saying nice things about shows that I like. That would not be a bad gig, so... I would be happy to do that. Unfortunately, that is not how things work. So that isn't what's happening, but I am giving you my honest opinion as always. So if you've made it to the end of this podcast, I want to thank you for your support. Thank you as always for all of you who have subscribed to the podcast, who listen to the podcast regularly. You will find coverage of the show. You'll find my coverage of the show uh, both here and over at What to Watch. And I just want to thank you again for the support, for listening, for being fans, for all of the interactions on social media. And remember, you can find me on social media at Pollock. And uh, yeah, for now, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. So as soon as you watch the show drop me a line, drop me a a message on social media and let me know what you thought. I would love to hear your thoughts about the show. So look forward to hearing from everybody and enjoy The Walking Dead, Dead City when it premieres this Sunday. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll talk soon.